This morning, we will be starting up there in chapter 47. In chapter 46, we had uh, Jacob and all of his sons uh, moving down into uh, Egypt, into the land of Goshen. There towards the end of chapter uh, 47 or 46, we had... uh, we had Joseph telling his brothers, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, reassuring them that when he when they go to Pharaoh, not to uh, to basically to tell the truth, you know, to tell them that you're shepherds, you know, that, that this is what you've done, that, that you've you know, you've done your whole life, your fathers did this, even though, as what we saw. That they were that shepherds were an abomination to the Egyptians. Uh, the Egyptians really did not like shepherds, um, and I think Jim had brought up some of the uh, aspects of, of what could be the reason on why uh, e- uh, Egyptians didn't like shepherds or what have you. But we really don't know a hundred percent what the the aspect was with the Egyptians and, and shepherds. But anyhow, they don't like shepherds. And it he didn't want, Joseph didn't want his brothers to be uh, uh, scared to go before Pharaoh when he presents them to Pharaoh uh, to tell, uh, tell him what they are. So just wanted to remind us of that before we get into the, the, the chapter today. And... Keep in mind of what's happened here. Like I said, they just got into uh, the land of Goshen, which is uh, just outside of Egypt. Well, it's within the territory of Egypt, but it's um, just north of it, I guess you can say, into a very uh, luscious land, uh, very good for pasture land, which is why Joseph wanted to put them up there into that area. To start us off this morning, let us go and look at the first four verses of chapter 47, and we'll start some discussions in. It says, Then Joseph went and told Pharaoh and said, My father and my brothers, their flocks and their herds and all that they possess have come from the land of Canaan, and indeed they they are in the land of Goshen. And he took five men, because your servants have no pasture. <clears throat> no pastor for their flocks, for the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. Now, therefore, please let your servants. But here we have Joseph coming to Pharaoh, and he tells him, says, "You, know, my father and my brothers have come here." Now, not that this is a surprise to Pharaoh. Pharaoh knew that they were coming. Uh, Pharaoh had even commanded for them to take carts so that they could bring. Uh, bring them back. But what else did, did Joseph tell them, tell Pharaoh that that had come? Right? Right? It lasted a, a little bit of time there. Um, absolutely. And, uh, and and I imagine you're in verse 4 you're saying where, where it says we have come to sojourn. Is that right? Mine says dwell, but sojourn, it, it does present more of the aspect of this isn't a per- permanent uh, uh, thing that we're wanting to do here. We will be leaving eventually, like Jim made mention. It's 
400 years later, but they will be uh, leaving. But the, the aspect that I was wanting to pull out here was in, in, uh, in verse 1 there when Joseph was speaking to Pharaoh, not only did he make mention that they had brought, you know, that his father and his brothers come, but yet he had brought, they had brought their flocks and their herds and all they possessed. I think this is important because of the fact that they're wanting to stay in the land of Goshen. You know, like I said, the land of Goshen is very fertile land. It's very, uh, uh, it's very good for pasture land. Uh, and if you look at it on a map, uh, there's several different rivers and things going through there, which you know keeps the the ground nice and and, and watered, and gives them uh, gives the, uh, the the flocks a good place to go drink and what have you so but what I'm trying to get at here is that it wasn't that they just left them all behind uh, they did bring them with them and that they are shepherds and like I said they, they you know, the Egyptians don't really like shepherds so much so it's it's, it's uh, more beneficial for them to stay kind of on the out, out of skirts of, of Egypt there within the town at least uh, and to stay in the land of Goshen. <clears throat> uh, I, I do find it interesting, though, that he took five uh, men from his brothers, so it's not like he presented all of them there. He took five of them. But also, and in, in like in I'm not 100% sure uh, how this works out, but apparently there was at least some kind of a pasture land, uh, even though it was a famine, um, for the crops at least, but at least they are, there's some type of uh, grazing material, you know, some kind of uh, grass or what have you for the, the flocks to feed on <coughs> within the land of Goshen because his brothers even make mention to Pharaoh, you know, uh, uh, begging to basically stay in the land of Go- Goshen uh, because it is a nice, lush piece of land. And he thought, yes, Karen. Absolutely, absolutely. Very, very prime real estate there. So, at least for shepherds, you know, maybe not so much for uh, some other folks. Anything else anybody might want to add there for the first little bit here? All right. Well, let's look at the next couple of verses here. It says, Then Pharaoh uh, spoke to Joseph, saying, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is before you. Have your father... And brothers dwell in the best of the land. Let them dwell in the land of Goshen. <clears throat> and if you know any competent men among them, then make them chief herdsmen over my livestock. So <clears throat> here we have Pharaoh. You're ag- pretty much agreeing, saying, "All right, you know what? Yep, you guys can stay up there in Goshen. It's very good land. You know, it's prime real estate. It's what we just." made mention of uh, for shepherds and and he even asked him says you know what I want you to pretty much appoint someone over my livestock as well um, <clears throat> so not only did he did he give him allow him to stay in that land but he uh, allows him to to watch over his livestock as well next few verses there we'll bust that out and I'll let you guys talks more starting in verse 7 it says then joseph brought in his father jacob 
and set him before Pharaoh. <clears throat> and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Jacob, How old are you? <clears throat> and Jacob said to Pharaoh, The days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and evil have been the days of the, of the years of my life. And they have not attained to the days <clears throat> of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. So Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from before Pharaoh. <clears throat> to begin with, there in verse 7, <clears throat> it's when, when uh, Jacob came in, you know, here we have Joseph's father, Jacob, <clears throat> Being ultimately the head of the tribe of, of, of it, you know, well, he is Israel, so he's the head of, of Israel <clears throat> in this standpoint, that God has uh, pretty much called him out to be. Uh, and here he is sitting before Pharaoh, who is the head of the land at this time here within this time period of this land, and, and as we'll see later on in this chapter, becomes uh, very wealthy and, and gains even more land. But anyhow, he uh, it says that Jacob came and blessed Pharaoh. <clears throat> now, I will tell you that I, I, I read somewhere that some people want to say that this word blessed here can also mean salute. Uh, that he, that Jacob came in and saluted Pharaoh, and uh, I don't know, it could be, but at the same time, though, the same word uh, is used in chapter 48 and verse 3 when Jacob, uh, retelling uh, to Joseph what uh, God had promised to him uh, in the land of, uh, of Luz, L-U-Z, it loves. Um, and, uh, and and it goes on to talk about how that, uh, that you know, what God had, had, how God had blessed him in, in the aspect that they will be returning to that land, to the land of Canaan, and we'll get to that more so when we get to chapter 48. But I just wanted to point out, that's the same word there. You know, it's not that God came down and saluted Joseph, but yet he, God had blessed Joseph. So I don't, I don't know if I 100% agree with the fact that uh, Jacob came in and, and, uh, and saluted Pharaoh. I feel like that he blessed Pharaoh. You know, it doesn't really tell us what he said um, as far as a blessing went. But I'll leave that up to you guys just to make your decision on what you wanted to say to think there. But I just wanted to present that to you in case you came across that. But anyhow... Uh, Jacob had come in to Pharaoh, and, and uh, I always find it interesting because right there, the next thing, after it says that Jacob blessed Pharaoh, Pharaoh looks at him and says, how old are you? Yeah, it makes me wonder, man, this guy doesn't age well or something, I guess. <laughs> yes, Jim. Exactly, and, and you know, piggybacking what Jim was saying there as far as the blessing that or the thankfulness in the sense that Jacob was was. was had to Pharaoh there, not only letting them come and stay in the land and have good fertile pasture land, and but also in the in the mindset of of his favorite son here, Joseph. You know, I mean, 
I know Joseph had his hard times in, in Egypt, but yet when Pharaoh took him in, in a sense, and made him second command, he really, really blessed him. And I mean, really um, uh, gave him a, a fair, I mean, a lot, and really did a lot for him. Now, I'm, that was God doing that through Pharaoh, but yet uh, Pharaoh, uh, Jacob was grateful for what Pharaoh had done for him, and therefore wanted to bless him in that sense. Yes, very good. Uh, <clears throat> but then after he asked him how old he is, Jacob had makes a mention and says, well, I, you know, I'm 130, ultimately. Uh, but he, he goes on to say that, you know, I, I haven't attained the years of the days that of my father is ultimately, you know, if you remember right, and I didn't mark it in my notes, so I hope I get this right. I think Abraham was 180, if I remember right. 175, and Isaac was 180? Okay. <clears throat> Had them backwards. Thank you, sir. So, <clears throat> Abraham was 175, and Isaac was 180, and as we'll see, um, I think at the end of this chapter, uh, that Jacob will ultimately live to be 147. But he's 130 at this point <clears throat> when he comes into the land of Egypt and is sitting there before Pharaoh, so he's 130 years. <clears throat> so we know that Jacob will live another 17 years here within the land of, of Egypt. <clears throat> But what do you think he means when he when Jacob says few and evil have been the days days of the years of my life? Yeah, oh, there, there we go, Jeremy. I'm sorry, I was looking down. <laughs> few and difficult. Okay. So, absolutely, I, you whether you want to look at it as difficult or or evil. <clears throat> have you want to look at it and, and going off what Jim was saying there you know I feel like Jacob's looking back over his life and says you know I haven't been the best <laughs> sometimes it hasn't you know, treated me extremely well but you know overall it's been been great and I believe I believe we could all say the same thing and you know that we haven't always been the best and I know we've always you know all of us hit difficult times at times but it's only through God's grace that we have that, uh, that, that, that we can have this, this life and the way it turns out for us. And uh, it's what Jim was saying as far as the pilgrimage. You look over in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 10, it says, For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker was God. Now this was referencing uh, Abraham uh, when he was uh, going into... Um, the land of Canaan, uh, but he was, uh, uh, but see Jacob uh, going on this as well as far as uh, how that he didn't look at the land that we have around or that he had around him, uh, the possessions he had and everything as, as being something uh, of, of extreme value, but yet he looked further past that uh, to what God was, was given. All right, let's look at the next set. <clears throat> Verses 11 and 12 says, And Joseph situated his father and his brothers <clears throat> and gave them a possession in the land of Egypt, in the best of the land, in the land of uh, Ramesses, 
as Pharaoh had commanded. Then Jacob provided uh, his father and his, his brothers and all his father's household with bread according to the numbers in their families. All right. Now, just a minute ago, we was talking about the land of Goshen, right? I mean, that's where they were going to be living. It says here in verse 11 that, that Joseph situated uh, his family, in a sense, um, in the land of Ramesses. Who knows what the land of Ramesses is? Where is that at? It's in Goshen, absolutely. Goshen, and I, I brought uh, a little map thing here, and y'all more welcome to look at it after class if you want, and I'll try to show it to you a little bit better, or a little bit here. Goshen is pretty much this region up here, and, and as I was talking, Matt and Karen made mention of as far as the Nile River coming up into this area, uh, it becomes very fertile, and this is Ramesses, I think I'm saying that right anyhow, right here, uh, and you'll see that even uh, over in Exodus, uh, what is it, Exodus chapter 1 and verse 11, it makes mention of how the, the taskmasters had, had, you know, within the land of Egypt, this is when they were bearing down on, on the Israelites here, uh, over in, in, in Exodus, that is, that they had uh, built... Uh, I forget that word is supply cities or something to that effect uh, within Ramesses there. So keep it in mind that this was you know, that this was written after this, and this was written after even though supply cities had been built. So it would have been very familiar with them as far as where this land is at. But that's where you put them up at. And when you look at uh, verse. 12 there, it says that jo- Joseph provided for his father and all his, and his brothers and all that his father's house. The last part of that says, according to the number in their families. Uh, and I believe looking at that and seeing that, you kind of get the idea that he you know, goes along and gives them rations, uh, depending on how big their family is, as far as how much food to give them. If you skip down and look at, in verse 21, we find that that the Pharaoh had had set aside rations for the priest, and therefore they didn't have to sell their land and what have you. So in a sense, this is Joseph uh, setting aside rations for his family uh, to provide for them, just as Pharaoh did for the priest. But any thoughts or comments before we change change pace in this chapter a little bit? talk about the rest of these seven years of famine. Well, starting in verse 13 here, <clears throat> like I said, we're going to change gears a little bit. But verses 13 and 14 says, Now there was no bread in, the, in all the land, for the famine was very severe, so that the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished because of the famine. And Jacob gathered up all the money, that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the grain which they bought. Uh, And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. So here we're looking at, like I said, the the last uh, few years here of the famine. I mean, I don't know exactly how many years we have going on at this point in time, where we're sitting at in this this time period here. 
Uh, we know that when the brothers had come uh, to the land of Egypt the second time to get grain, that it was during the second year because he had made mention to his brothers, says, you know, this is, you know, we're in the second year of this and we still have five more years to go. Uh, but how much time had passed from then until now, I don't know. But anyhow, we know that this was still the time period of the famine, uh, somewhere within that last five years. And, and at the end of verse 12, going on into verse 13, there could have been a few years difference here. You know, we don't know exactly the time stamps here. But, right, right. And it could be. Um, no, well, and, and I believe that the last two years is what we have in, in the later versions here as far as what's going on. But the fact that he had already gathered up all the money within the land of Egypt. And so if we go you know, on the on the aspect that this could have been the last two years of the land of, of, of the of the of famine. I almost said the land of famine, but of of the famine, of the years of famine, that's what I'm trying to get at. Um <clears throat> if we remember back in verse forty five, like I had made mention, not forty five, verse forty chapter forty five, verse eleven, uh when Joseph speaking to his brothers, uh, after revealing himself to his brothers of who he was and and tells them, says, you know, go back home, get and get, you know, our father and, and all your families and come move down here. <clears throat> if you remember there in verse 11, it says, there I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty, for there are still five years of famine. And uh, I think this is interesting, and I want to point that out, because like I said, or like we just made mention of in, in verse 12, how that Joseph here is providing for them, but yet here we have, as the famine had gone through, all the money had basically been used up, but then uh, you know, the ones that were coming around to, to get food uh, and, and what have you. And so now we're having to change pace because we're having to do something else because the, the money has basically failed is what it says in the beginning part of verse 15 here. So we're having to do something different. And I, I just thought about that when I was going through this section. I thought, you know, I'm going to pull that back up just to remind everyone of how, that, uh, how, how hard this would have been on uh, even Jacob and, and the, their family, even though they were, you know, I'm not saying they would have come all the way to poverty. I don't know. I don't know how much money the average household in Egypt had, but just making that mention. Verse 15 through 17 says, So when the money failed in the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in your presence? For the money has failed. Then Joseph said, Give your livestock, and I will give you bread for your livestock if the money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for horses, the flocks, and for the horses, the flocks, the cattle of the herds, and for the donkeys. Thus he fed them with bread in exchange for all their livestock that year. All right, so pretty much here we have your, the, the money system failing. You've got them uh, giving up their livestock uh, for uh, food to, to be able to, to eat. But any thoughts or comments there? I'm, I know I'm kind of moving fast here. But I'm running out of time. Go ahead, Jeremy. Absolutely, and, and to think about that aspect here and how that you know, ultimately he had collected all the money 
it makes you see how why Pharaoh though was so grateful for Joseph and, and when he brought his family down and, and Pharaoh's like, Yeah, here, take the best of the land. Take take Goshen. I mean, man, that's just the best of land for you guys and you're being shepherds and everything. Julie, do you have something else you want to say? Yeah, that is a good point in, in thinking about that because they knew what was going to happen and, and I don't know if they knew the time period of how long it was going to happen. I, would, I know that they do at the end of this chapter because of what's going to happen or what they're going to say to Joseph later on. But, but absolutely, they, they're going to know the time or they know the time period as far as how long the, the famine is going to last at some point in time. Just, yeah, that's a good thought. I didn't think about it that way. As far as Pharaoh, uh, in case you didn't hear Karen, she was making mention of how that Pharaoh uh, was basically considered God on earth uh, you know, with the Egyptians and all. So they didn't really care uh, and, and, and just gave all they had to Pharaoh, uh, for one, because they had to eat. And you know, what good is, is all this stuff if you can't live to... To have it, you know, so they pretty much gave all they had uh, to Pharaoh. And but Karen was making mention of how that uh, drawing the parallel to the aspect of us and how that God, you know, all that we have belongs to God, so it's really not ours anyhow. Uh, well, she was going with the aspect of Joseph. You know, Joseph was collecting it and giving it to Pharaoh, and uh, very good. Thank you, Karen. I think I messed that illustration up a little bit, but. <laughs> Hopefully you heard her because that, I didn't make much sense of <coughs> or present it well. But anyhow, um, anything else? Sir? All right, let's look at the next little bit, and uh, we'll probably be out of time there. Uh, verse 18, 18 and 19 says, When that year uh, ended, they came to him the next year and said to him, We will not hide from my hope. We will not hide from my Lord that our money is gone. My Lord also has our herds of livestock. There is nothing left in the sight of my Lord but our bodies and our lands. Why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land, by us and our land for bread? For we and our land will be servants of Pharaoh Give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land may not be desolate. All right. A lot going on here, and I probably should have waited on this, but we'll probably be picking back up here uh, next week. But after they had sold off pretty much everything, they came to, to Joseph and said, Look, you've got all our money. You've got our livestock. There's nothing that we can hide from you. There's nothing else that we have except for ourselves and our land. And from the text, it says, just buy our land and, 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 and us, in a sense, and, and give us bread so that we can eat. But the interesting thing is there at the end of verse 19, uh, going back around what Jim had made mention of as far as this being the last two years of, of, uh, of, the, of the famine here, because what did they ask for there at the end of verse 19? Uh, was it nine? Yeah, verse 19. Uh, food and a way to get their crops going, right? They asked for seed. They, you know, they said, you will give us our, or we'll give you our land and everything for bread, but you uh, uh, give us seed that we may, you know, 
sow the, sow the ground that it may not be desolate. They wanted to make sure that, that they had a way to keep going. Like I said, apparently they knew that this was the last year of the, of the, of the famine. They wanted to keep it going. They wanted to plant well, he makes that mention later uh, in the next set of verses uh, when he talks about the, the tax and everything. But the, the men here, as they're talking to Joseph, says, you know, give us seed that we may uh, sow the land that it may not be desolate. Very good. He does tell them to hold back uh, basically uh, four-fifths because of one-fifth, though it's going to be Pharaoh's. But anyhow, any, anything else though, before we close out? Thank you very much.